Hey there, boys, girls, and flying squirrels. My name's Joe Keyport, and you're listening to the Ear Copy Podcast. Today, we have an update with Austin and Tegan of Shrimp Olympics. Not only have they been busy putting together a few new records and a forthcoming compilation through NAR Tapes, they happen to be our first official repeat guest. Shrimp Olympics is set to have a banner 2020, and it's always been fun to catch up with the band. Here it is, Shrimp Olympics, right here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. Well, I'm joined by Austin Lombardo and Tegan DeVoe, correct? Yes. Of Shrimp Olympics. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Tech, this, officially, this is the first repeat guests. Oh, oh really? Because oh, we've had wow. repeats before, but it was part of my old radio show that I would just okay. steal That's the content cool. from and throw on there. So Honored. Technically, yeah. So, yeah. Since we, we talked about, was it last November? Not November. September or yeah, October of last like year. That. I came here and sat in the... Uh, in the in the kitchen here. Uh, so how's it been going since last year? What's what you, what have you guys been up to? Uh, At Shrimp Olympics, yeah. What well, uh, personally? Um, well, I won't get into the personal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now we got a <coughs> live band together now, playing lots of shows and um, working on new stuff. Yeah, and trying to trying to get a tour. Okay booked hopefully and trying to get play as many shows as possible what what because you when we talked last time technically you had a live band yeah but like what what makes it different now than then because i know you've added some members josh uh joshua well Wenland, yeah. Wenland, uh reached out to reached out to us and was like we're putting a live to get band together and stuff so. yeah this is like probably we're, the third incarnation yeah right it's oh. the first one that's lasted long enough yeah it started and we've off. been like doing a lot more been a lot more serious with like rehearsing yeah. and yeah getting stuff it, down when we first tried to do it it, it was just taking too much time because everyone was so busy mm. and um then uh that just sort of died out and then we did a couple shows just yeah and, yep. and one with kale yeah that's right yeah and um but yeah then we got together with josh and trevor and toivo Mm. And um, who are all also in the band Juniper Douglas? Okay, as you know. Once um, they got back, yeah, from, from their, their little tour. from their tour that yeah. they they were doing, and then we got um, my friend Jacob on keys. Mm. Um, so he's he came a little later, but we've been together. And Toivo's now back at uh, Berkeley. Yeah, that's right. Berkeley, oh, so wow. we're minus one, one guitar player. Yeah, okay. but once he comes back in town, we're gonna play some shows with him okay hopefully the book a tour with them yeah maybe. we were thinking about doing it in january but okay who knows nothing said so so the way it sounds like you kind of have this a mix of has there been a decent like static like lineup for the shrimp olympics live band then or for, yeah for yeah for five months five, yeah okay. several months so, over the, like the three incarnations you mentioned, you had is that stayed relatively the same and just kind of maybe plus or minus some people or how no, is that? No, it was different people. Okay. It pretty much completely yeah. uh, okay. changed up. Besides the two of us, okay. And then, but um, we've we've been playing music with all right. those people forever. Yeah. Like our this the last group, we had been playing with them for years and Josh and Trevor and stuff. We've. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been doing stuff with them for a long time too, so it's always like pretty easy to pick it back up and like. Yeah. Gotcha. Plus, Josh and Trevor and Toivo 
<laughs> yeah, they were back. super yeah. tight together. So because they've been playing that, together every night. Yeah, yeah, Juniper Douglas, like yeah. massive tour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So, so did you pick those guys up? Because they were they were part of the Toms from like kind of that version of Juniper Douglas. Did they since now they have this Zeke and Yvonne had this like more synth thing? Is that why they kind of added into? Or how did they kind of come uh, apart? Of well, it? I'm not super sure of what, okay. yeah, what they're I mean, doing. I mean, I mean, that's I, more of a Josh question. Yeah, yeah, I, I, right. I, I assume they're gonna play with them again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But just they seems, do seems to be like a project with mm. with that goes the through different phases and yeah, it's, it's kind of um, just whatever they want to do at the time, I guess. Gotcha. So, um, you put out a record earlier this year called "I Love Money." Yeah, I can't remember if. Did we talk before or after that came out? I think it was before. It was before because yeah. Hot Meal had just come out. Right, yeah. And yeah. we talked, as I think you're putting together I Love Money. Or yeah. you had just, I think you guys are about to go start recording it. Or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, and we were doing some other stuff. At the yeah. Time too. Was that something you had written together? Or kind of what, I Love Money? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no, no. That, was, um, that was all you, Austin? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same same way I did mm-hmm. the, the other records. Because it's like... You just do everything yourself then, right? Yep. And do a reel to reel or Yeah, that record was mostly reel to reel. Um half inch uh ta- or quarter inch tape, sorry. Oh nice. And um but there was some stuff that, that was left over from mm-hmm. the last record that was on um on uh no, actually I think most of it was on half inch and then most of Hot Meal was on quarter inch, so some of the stuff left over from Hot Meal made it onto okay. Hello Money. And there was there's some um, four track stuff too. Nice. I just those things break all the time, so I sometimes <laughs> have to switch between. Yeah, the yeah. Tell me, just tell me about that record because it's comparatively, uh, I Love Money is much more kind of almost loungy '70s kind of night clubby kind of that CD okay. loungy thing compared to Hot Meal. Tell me just about. What was going? What you were thinking, and what you wanted when you were going into making that record? Um, it's hard to talk about, but um, I see it as more of, I guess, at the time I was making it, I was listening to a lot of um, more. I basically went from being like. A psychedelic rock guy mm. and like a velvet underground guy to um once i started once i got out of high school i i started i was more drawn to bands i would have not listened to in high school like bands i would have thought were corny what do you mean um, like steely dan stuff like okay. that and um i know i can't remember if we even made it into the interview last year but i know you mentioned you I don't know if you still do, but you used to play in a bar band, kind of a cover band. With I used to, yeah. Well, I actually, I still do okay. play shows with my dad. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's all covers. That's a lot of, kind yeah, of soft rock and yeah. smooth 70s yeah. stuff. So that's what I was initially going mm-hmm. for. But a lot of that stuff, the production is just so good. And that's not my Night. my bag. Gotcha. So, so like, I mean, I, I think I'm good. I have good production. It's yeah. just, it tends to be noisy. And, mm-hmm. um, and they were all Rough. about keeping it clean and precise. Right, and which in a way I was doing with the arrangements sometimes. But my whole thing has always been to um, have a lot of variety. In, in and I feel your music's always controlled chaos. Like, it's it's noisy and it's you throw in a lot of things and it's hard sometimes to decipher certain sounds, but it's not like it's an overwhelming amount of chaos. Yeah. It's just, 
it's it's very very thick and very kind of purposeful like yeah. stuff yeah put uh-huh. in that like yeah yeah um sounds strange but it's definitely like well like the 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 sound of like the washing machine mm-hmm. on on I Love Money stuff like that is just I don't know that's that's kind of the stuff I can't explain I just knew it would mm-hmm. sound good there yeah. I guess you know yeah. I don't know I guess I like to experiment how how often are you playing with sounds and like coming up with things that maybe you wouldn't expect to throw into a mix on a on a on a record like that like sounds and stuff like that I'm constantly doing yeah. it probably like on on my new record that I'm I'm just mm-hmm. finishing up um Tegan borrowed me some uh oh yeah Greek language Greek learning language yeah. learning tapes that my my dad had yeah. from when I was a kid <laughs> with just like a Greek voice yeah, there's there was Ominously. one with a female um, <laughs> Greek person mm-hmm. and one with a male, and I kind of overlaid the the two um, tapes mm. and have two people two voices yeah. talking over each other. So that's in Greek. The intro to the, to the next album starts nice. with some some Greek, <laughs> some Greek classic. So uh, we were talking, we were kind of setting up this interview and talking back and forth about what we were going to discuss and what you wanted to do. You mentioned that you're putting out a tape via NAR tapes. Yeah, I don't know how much I should say about that, but it's definitely happening. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we don't have to talk about the... Is it... Uh, uh, obviously, you can say where, whether or not you want to answer certain things, but like, how did you get connected with NAR tapes? They used to um, do these song chants. Well, first of all, I, I was just a fan of mm-hmm. those White guys' Fang bands, White Fang. Memories. And and memories. Mm-hmm. And they used to do these, uh, well, they used to do live streaming like every night on um, YouTube where they would just, um, sit. they'd have they like, play, theme, yeah, theme they would have games that they yeah, would play yeah. and like you could like, there was like a chat so you could chat money, with them and buy they'd them, like, buy them shots and stuff. Buy them shots and <laughs> nice. they'd do um, all sorts of weird stuff on there. And they started doing these song challenges where they, they would have people from around the world they would have a different theme each week mm. and people would send in their videos and their songs. And me and Tegan did a couple of those. We did, um, and we did like a Halloween one. Yeah. And did a, one the of them was the downtown, downtown cover. Mm. So, uh, I guess that's how they first knew me. And then, I don't know. I just, I was, I bought stuff from them and kind of kept in touch with them. And then they were, um, the memories were going on tour. Mm hmm. Uh, and then I saw they were playing in Minneapolis, and I just kind of asked them if they needed an opening band because we were already kind of familiar with mm-hmm. each other. And they said, yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess at the show we just talked about doing a tape. Yeah. And gotcha. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Like They, they really like to um, help people out, I think. Nice. Like, Because um, they're all... Real good DIY people, mm. like they've yeah, been, the they do everything thing. like themselves, like distribution mm. and all and, that and stuff. All so the they're, money, it seems like, well, I don't know, but it seems like it all just kind of goes back into it. Like, okay, they sell things and yeah. they use money to make tape. Mm. They're, they're good. Uh, Ricky is a good visual artist too, sells mm. a lot of, yeah, that's true. And, uh, hopefully, he's gonna, he's gonna be doing the, the art for the tape. Nice. Is, is it a record we already know? It's or is a it? compilation. Okay. So yeah, it's it's all songs from um, mm-hmm. the first three and then a couple off the new one. Okay. Which 
I, I don't know which is going to come out first. At this point, I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming the NAR tape's going to come out first, but yeah. things can get pushed back. So, But if it does come out first, there'll be a couple of songs that nobody's heard yet. Nice. Um, what, for people who don't know who NAR tapes was, because I didn't know who they were until you mentioned them literally last night as of recording this, uh, kind of just tell me about that label, what they do, kind of what oh, they specialize in. And generally stuff. a tape label. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, and they, it's... they had close ties with Burger Records, mm-hmm. yeah. which a lot of people might know. For um, it's, I don't want to call it like quantity over quality operation, but I think their main interest is is putting out a lot of tapes. Yeah, Burger that is. So Nar Tapes is sort of a similar deal, and they've done they've done tapes for like our Stevie Moore, who's who's like mm-hmm. my personal hero. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say, and um, they've done a lot of. And they're like it's pretty much comprised of people who are in bands together like a, f- a small group of people who yeah. are in a few different mm-hmm. like yeah they run it projects at once they used to have a record store too but i think they moved out of that yeah little gotcha. commune they were living in nice but yeah they're really i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of them where is it located is that LA. california yeah oh, nice. la that's a that's a strange. I mean, other than you, I mean, obviously you guys are fans. It's kind of a if you weren't fans, it's almost a strange connection to have. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. kind of. Uh, I, they I, all they have fans here too. Yeah. Like yeah, in, in the memories besides are pretty, us, like pretty big band. Yeah, actually, yeah, and, um, relatively and. Uh, but like people for the song challenges, people from all over the country yeah. and like the world would send in videos, and you'd see people from like they Minnesota. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. really cool. And, uh, yeah. So does that? Because I know you put out a. I think your first two records were put out through Subaquatic. Is this kind of that partnership just due to the ability to put out like physical medium? Yeah, Subaquatic is kind of a weird situation mm-hmm. because they don't really put out physical stuff, and um, I don't. I don't know like what they're doing mm-hmm. right now. Like uh, sometimes it seems like. Um, it's the main reason behind that is just to push the get more exposure mm. for the records on there because I know Zeke cares about yeah people hearing my music and people hearing other other subaquatic artists mm. music so I think that's the main purpose but yeah it's it was never meant to be a permanent thing mm-hmm. and um, or like a physical distribution thing, right? Really? Yeah. Okay. Although we we, we did do, make some tapes of evenings when it first came. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very limited. Yeah. Run, but um, yeah, I don't know. You know, r- labels are are not anything like they used to be. No. Yeah. There's no contracts in, involved anymore, and there's it's not like I'm gonna. It's have not like really a five a, album run. Yeah, with right. You're not gonna get like a 20k advance <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with the Narte. It seems yeah. to be just just if if the label likes someone and if it like works for what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. like doing tape copies of stuff and like smaller, not smaller scale, but like more like home recording and yeah. like that kind of thing uh-huh. is like gotcha. what they're into. I think. I know talking to like some of the, the the local like indie labels that your coffee is affiliate themselves with like uh, Heavy Meadow and uh, Brace Cove, mm-hmm. they just knowing that it's it's less about like this locking down. It's more about creating this community and almost creating a roster where people can go and be like, well, I like this one thing, so let's check out what's what else is on. Right? This thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I think the it gives also just gives an outlet for like physical stuff as well because yeah, um, yeah, which I think, like I said, is true of mm. subaquatic yeah. except for the physical part. But yeah, that seems to be kind of the point mm. is accumulating similar like yeah. local or like just artists that it's all in an effort they to know make and some sort of a scene which mm. I'm I'm not <laughs> part of any scene. <laughs> <laughs> How is maybe how, to some extent? Yeah, because like, how is that trying to find like shows you can jump on? I mean, obviously, like you have the the memories thing, which yeah. probably similar enough. But like thinking about the Minneapolis St. Paul thing, Shrimp Olympics always seems like a a bit of an outlier. Almost, just, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's true. It's, but it, although we do like affiliate with a lot of mm-hmm. those people, like uh, San or like. Sal Paradise and like all the yeah. people around that yeah, sort of group. We're not musically similar. Yeah, or right. Influenced by each other, I don't no. think. But it, the the live band is a different situation. Yeah, yeah so that's true. It's, it's and we that's who we've been like kind of working with is mm-hmm. like those kinds of and we have like bands um, around. I mean, most shows happen just because we have friends mm-hmm. who will ask us to play shows. Like we're we're doing a house show tomorrow. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, last week, we opened up for this band, The Hex, from Chicago, yeah. H-E-C-K-S, mm-hmm. and they played at The Hexagon. Nice. So um, they were really cool. Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought that was a really good fit. Yep. Um, yeah, I might be wrong, but it does seem like there's n- there's not a lot of other bands with the same vibe <laughs> in <laughs> Minneapolis. Not that that's a special or anything mm. there's a million other people who yeah right do, right but, mm. but uh, yeah maybe that's why we um hooked up with Nartes and yeah and the guys from chicago and stuff like that yeah um, right how how do you translate because i mean it's not it wouldn't be too difficult it's not like uh unfortunately my my scope was a little diminished since it's a 6 30 on a friday but uh <laughs> uh like because like juniper douglas like you listen to the last record they put out, they don't even attempt to do those songs yeah. live. But you obviously you 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 have a place where you could translate songs from Hot Meal and I Love Money yeah, into which, lives. I, which I do. Yeah, how do you do that though? Because obviously I don't know how much of like a lo-fi thing you can do on stage. No, and it's not uh, really trying to be lo-fi at all on stage. I don't aren't, think aren't yeah. even like really intentionally lo-fi. lo-fi They're yeah. just they kind of fit that mm-hmm. what has become that yeah yeah thing but it, but it is like it's written, out of necessity mm-hmm. written it's, out like yeah music all, and like mm-hmm. not for the most part yeah yeah um i would say the vibe of the live band is like i don't know when i when i think mm-hmm. of a live band because obviously i'm generally more interested in, in recording music mm-hmm. that's why i didn't play live for so long yeah but when i think of a live band like i'm a big Grateful Dead fan mm. and I always liked the way they um, translated their songs into like you listen to some of like their um, Europe 72 shows and it's sometimes they would do I mean they would stretch out the songs and put them together yeah like yeah yeah China rearrange I know you rider type situation yeah. and put things just be like this medleys big, and yeah just be like this stuff. big um mishmash of their whole catalog yeah. which is you know 
That's kind of like we don't what, play for two hours, but that's yeah, yeah. What, what it I'm is like songs from a few different things. Yeah, we'll like, throw a song from Hot Meal together with a song from mm. I Love Money, and it really is a different sound. It's yeah, um, definitely. I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe it's more clean, a bit more clean, but it's definitely still like it's jammier, jammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, is that something you like in practice or? planning out or is that like you get on stage you hear something you call the audible and you just go for it it seems to be pretty natural yeah um, not really like figured out beforehand but like when we while we're learning songs we'll like hear something that we're like oh we should keep doing that yeah or like mm-hmm. things like that where it's just like something will happen and then it'll stay mm-hmm. in the live version mm-hmm yeah, and the the thing with live drums is changes things a lot too. Yeah, most of my records don't have. It's a drum machine. Yeah. Is it okay? Um, well, there's or a lot you, of live drums. Yeah, yeah. I love money, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of drum machines too. But all the live drums on on those records are minimal because I only have like a bass drum and a cymbal and a snare. <laughs> and Josh is not a minimal drummer. No, no. <laughs> lot, lots more like fills, and it's tight. You know. Yeah, it's, it's really tight. Shuffle. For the most part, when we practice, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there, I know this is kind of going back a few questions here. Where where did you realize that you wanted to do like a live band for Shrimp Olympics? Because like, to me, this has always been a recording project for mm-hmm. you. You can sit and you can play with it. You can experiment. When did you go, I just want to, I want to translate this for the stage. I want to put this in front of people in a different way that is recorded music. Um, well, it had to have been a while back, probably around the same time I came up with that name, Shrimp Olympics, because mm. actually Evenings wasn't, was not released under that name. Yeah, oh, it was. Okay. Um, so back then I had, I didn't really have any intention of having a live band, and I did a couple acoustic shows by mm. myself, but that album is pretty much just like kind of a folk type album, mm-hmm. so I wasn't thinking of a live band, but the first incarnation with... Sam and those guys yeah. was around the time that you came up with the name because that and put out Hot Meal. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of becoming more of a like definite project rather than like yeah. Yeah. I don't know or or project that. And at some point, I just realized I I wanted I should if I want to do music for my life, you know, I'm I shouldn't just wait to start a band with mm. someone. I already have this yeah. back catalog. So many people, yeah. Make this into a band, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, I think I kind of write better by myself. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's not true. I, I, I write better either by myself or if I have an idea and I already and I take mm-hmm. it to someone, which sometimes can kind of happen when we're trying to figure out the arrangements. Yeah, right. The songs I've already written. Mm-hmm. Lost my train of thought. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So let's kind of move forward. Then you, you have this new record. You said that's in the can, almost record, almost done recording. Or yeah, I have a few things left to do. It's, okay, but it's what's what's needed to kind of finish it up. I always wait to do some overdubs at okay. the last minute, and um, I I guess I yeah I, I have to figure out a way to end the album. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's ninety percent done. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Where Where do you record? I know you you record this all yourself. Yeah. Where, where do you record it typically? My house. Okay, your house. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you, is there any, like, you had a specifically, like, treated room or anything? No. Or just, just, My living room. Nice. <laughs> nice. I did, some, way. I did some drums here okay. because... Oh, yeah. Uh, our friend Patty lives here, and he had a drum set in here, so I came over here to record some live drums okay. a bit. So, yeah, it's it, with with each and each album, there's more and more live drums. Mm-hmm. Actually, it might be live drums on every song on this. Oh, oh well. Nice. Almost. Nice. Mm-hmm. So the new record. Let's tell me more about it. What? Because because every because it seems like every release you put out, you kind of feel you kind of like maybe get a little like not inspired, but like you fixate maybe on a different kind of thing Game or idea. Yeah, yeah, more and more. Tell me about that with this one. Uh, it's hard to verbalize, but I think in general this is a um has has more of a punk spirit. Okay. Not not a punk album at all, but it's um. Uh, more rocking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, less. I guess maybe I would say less jazz influence. Mm. Um, more like. Like um, a lot of the songs I was doing going for kind of like a, garagey type mm-hmm. kind of sound, psychedelic, you know, the Kinks and all mm. that stuff. But I don't know. I'm always. It always comes out different than mm-hmm. than what I yeah. expect it to be, but. Yeah, in general, it's very guitar-based. Okay. Gotcha. Is that... Because, I mean, a lot of the last record was very keys and other-oriented. Yeah. There's some of that on this, too. Okay. But... Driven by... Or, like, guitars yeah, guitars. Gotcha. Do you, do you find, like, you just kind of get... Like, you just get... Not fixated, but, like, you pick up an instrument and you realize, like, you just kind of... That's where a lot of your inspiration comes from at times then, or... Yeah, um, well, I I was never a, a keyboard player, really, okay. but I had bought a um, Yamaha keyboard that I was just trying to mm-hmm. get a lot of good use out of, Yeah, and yeah, my t- the music I love, I mean, I love a lot of synth-based music, Kraftwerk and yeah. Pianino and things like that, Devo, mm-hmm. and... Um, and even like, yeah, R. Stevie Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I. I didn't think about the shift from keyboards to guitar. Gotcha. It just happened. Yeah. And when I, it might be a little easier to write on guitar oh, it's, too, it's, since you're like. Well, that's a funny thing too. I'm way better at guitar, but sometimes when you're really good at, <laughs> like you. Yeah. It's easier to write on something you're bad at sometimes i think you get new or like yeah. different ideas because you're, you're not, not just kind of being too simple yeah or just doing the same really kind of changes yeah. over and over yeah. again like yeah. kind of like the anytime i suddenly get an inspiration to just play in a lot of open tunings so yeah something's yeah. different or yeah just, like, yeah same thing yeah i'd yeah. like to do more of that but mm. yeah i think when i when i am thinking about what what i want an album to be i'm not really thinking about like I'm looking at the whole picture mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about how much like variety I want it to have and how weird I want it to be. Yeah. My whole thing is I want to just keep getting weirder. Okay. Cuz I <laughs> I see people like coming out with new records and I see them and I think, "Oh, I thought I was a was a weirdo." Yeah. <laughs> I could make weird crazy yeah, music. Step, step it up. Yeah. <laughs> Got that competition, like I want to just one up and do it though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be like a. I just or like realizing realizing that people actually like that 
yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like there is a desire for it yeah. for people to listen to weird kind of uh that kind of weird music, yeah. I guess. Weird music or bad music. Yeah. I'd like it. I, I consider it bad too. <laughs> bad and good at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so does this record have a name? Tentative title? It does, but you're gonna keep that under wraps. It's gonna be a secret. Okay. <laughs> for now. Gotcha. Does it have or you have a release date set for it or is that also Yeah, I never figure that out until the last minute, but I think it's gonna be before the year ends. Okay. So but we have been learning songs from it. That's true. So well, if you come to know, see us, yeah, you'll hear new, new songs. New yeah. songs. Gotcha. Yeah. So tell me, we're kind of coming to the end of, of this a little bit then. Uh, tell me what you got going on the rest of the year. Um, I think we're trying to play a lot of shows. A lot of shows. And, and a, a show, tour. I have a house show tomorrow. And, uh, I don't know if it's really worth it. Probably not. It's probably not. This probably isn't going to come out more private before. affair. But yeah. uh, oh, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like but, a little um, bit. Oh, we do have a show in December. Yes, with, with Sal Paradise. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's also a house show. I wish I remembered the date right now. Sixteenth, sixteenth. Okay. So yeah, and then you know, lots of lots of shows in the works. Gotcha. And we have been we have been recording live shows. Yeah, oh, nice. I'm, I I I like to record a lot of things t- on my tape machine just for archiving purposes. Like I said, I'm a Grateful Dead fan. Yeah, which yeah. Is and they the, do it well for everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think about like I mean, I'm a punk kid, so like Fugazi. You can go oh on yeah. Discord website oh yeah. Go, Do I want to see DC 1985? Yeah, like, that's my goal someday. Yeah, yeah have, have a huge have a catalog archive. of. Yeah. Live the, music. The more and more I build my back catalog, the, the more I, more confidence I have as a, as an artist, because <laughs> I have a physical, reason to, remi- or physical reminder that like oh, yeah, you're I, actually I've doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you do you listen back to those shows then, or like is it just something you like? We to would we'd listen away? to them a couple them times. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, gotcha. Maybe you know maybe they'll. See a release. We we have we record practices too. Okay. Yeah, some of those. Some of those sound pretty really good. good. Yeah, so I'm actually thinking about doing a mm-hmm. release of those, or maybe like an odds and ends. To, yeah, odds and ends right. Type of situation. Gotcha. We'd love yeah, to do a cool. do a record as a band too. Mm. Write a record together, but at that point, I don't know if it would be Shrimp Olympics. Or yeah, it might gotcha. just split into a. Yeah. I don't know. A new would it's do. I mean, this is all super hypothetical. So you would you would be under like a new moniker, kind of same idea. I think or? probably, yeah. but I think but we would. We were also talking about yeah. like just keeping going with, with the, the name, yeah, yeah. 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 Which or has like been done before a, a band starts out as just one guy, and yeah, then right. A collaborative mm-hmm. thing. Gotcha. But then also we do want to play Austin music. Austin music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's all. Mm. Yeah, it is all very hypothetical stuff. Gotcha. The future is. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more kind of like one more kind of big question because yeah. I so I talked to um, I think it was, it's Colin Dahl. He's the uh, the guy behind Prathloons. I don't know. Yeah, and I've he did. It, them, he's put yeah. out a couple live records, and I've always asked because when I was talking to him about his, their last live record, he was talking about how he doesn't like to record a ton of shows just because he feels it ruins the mood. What do you do? You put a lot of when you start recording since you started recording live shows have you do you try to do something special or do you is it more like a 
I just want a record. Oh, it's yeah, it's more about having a record, and um, mm. sometimes it 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 like the last show we played at the Hexagon, I drank too much before the show. <laughs> I really thought I'm I and we played at like two in the morning. Ooh, we had yeah, been there for really it was I, a little I thought, bit. I thought uh, we did terrible, but then I listened back to it, and it's actually and it was pretty all right, not so horrible. Nice. Yeah, well, a lot of mistakes, but, but yeah, it was yeah, funny at least. It yeah, <laughs> it was. We were being we were being uh, pranksters crazy. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think that's that's all I got for you. I'm excited to hear cool. the new record. Okay. See see the live stuff hopefully soon. Yeah. yeah. Neighborhood near you. Yeah. We're probably Almost. gonna be getting more nationwide shows. Baby. Like okay. we're going nationwide. We're going international. We're going all around the world. <laughs> Australian tour, world tour. <laughs> <laughs> Australia only tour. Please, all of our Aussie friends come out yeah. to see us rock. Okay. Well, probably. Nobody. I did say I need a need a friend in Australia. Please. Oh yeah, maybe they'll send you an email. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. And follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>